Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. This morning, we're speaking about discrimination against women with disabilities. Here to tell us more uh, about that, we have Chiedza Chaguta, who is the Senior Manager uh, of Development and Knowledge Management at Hlanganisa Community Fund for Social and Gender Justice. Chiedza, welcome to Good Up FM. So wonderful to be able to speak to you. Uh, good morning, Leanne. Thank you so much for having us this morning. So, so, so wonderful to have you. Chiedza, tell us a little bit more about Langanisa Community Fund for Social and Gender Justice. Langanisa is a intermediary grant maker, and maybe just to break it down into a simpler language, Langanisa um, provides catalytic support to grassroots initiatives, uh, we support community-based organizations and social justice movements that are working in marginalized communities in South Africa. And how we provide that support is through um, grants uh, that support uh, community-based organizations as institutions to enable their operations. Uh, we also provide some capacity enhancement support. We provide training. Uh, that are relevant to the different programs that community-based organizations are doing. But we also develop a lot of resources that equip them to be able to do that work. Um, And the third element of the work that we do is just around convening uh, and bringing some of the issues that are happening on the ground uh, to a more policy-level discussion. Now, I know that women face a lot of discrimination within the workplace, within communities um, every single day, but I can only imagine how much more when it comes to women with disabilities. What is the stats around that at the moment? And why is there so much discrimination against women with disabilities, especially within the justice system? You know, you've rightfully pointed out that there's a lot of discrimination against women in general, um, despite, you know, uh, the progress that we profess to have made over the years. And indeed, women with disabilities, uh, you know, because of the various, uh, the number of intersections at which they are, uh, you know, they are women, they have a disability, and there's a lot of uh, opportunities uh, that they do not have access to, uh, you know, for a number of reasons. Partly because, you know, as a as a society, uh, we 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 are still quite far, and uh, you know, in terms of, you know, just inclusion, in terms of uh, accessibility related um, uh, provision. But when it comes to the justice system, again, uh, that's where we have an even bigger problem. A couple of years ago, um, Tlanganisa uh, conducted research just to look into the vulnerability of women with disabilities to gender-based violence in particular. And the findings from that research just paints such a very uh, sad picture in the sense that, you know, our justice system is not equipped um, to respond or to provide uh, uh, um a service to 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 women with disabilities. If we look at uh, you know deaf women, for example, in some cases we found that um, when a woman goes to report a, a, a case of sexual assault, for example, um, when they get to the police station, they would actually have to bring in their own uh, sign language interpreter and pay for that sign language interpreter. Um, 
women who who are physical who have physical disabilities, you know, they some of our police stations, our courts are not equipped with a wheelchair, something as simple as a wheelchair ramp. Um, the kind of questions that are asked when a blind woman is uh, uh, making a statement around, you know, when when they when they've been violated, um, the qu- kind of questions that are asked are not do not take into account. Uh, you know, their sensory disability. So if I'm blind, I'm not able to see the perpetrator. I can't describe the perpetrator in the way that, you know, someone who who doesn't have a visual impairment does. So the kind of questions that you have to ask me needs to be cognizant of, uh, you know, what I would have known about the perpetrator. For example, you know, um, with, you know, things like scent and, and, and things like that. And so... Um, our justice system is really not responsive and not sensitive to the kind of mm-hmm. needs that women with disabilities have, and because those uh, those kind of then those considerations are not made, uh, it often appears as if you know th- those women are not uh, credible witnesses when they then take the stand in court, and a perpetrator gets away with it just because the system is not equipped. Uh, um, to, 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 to provide that kind of support and enable a situation where they're actually able to access their justice. Absolutely. Uh, Gietza, this is one of those conversations that we could uh, spend days and days on because there's so much to talk about. You know, the high cost of legal representation and also community-based paralegals. But let's maybe end it off by talking about the role of society in bridging, civil society, in bridging the gap and also giving recognition to those groups that are currently helping on the ground. Absolutely. You know, Leanne, uh, civil society organizations, uh, you know, even uh, from, uh, uh, you know, pre uh, early 1960s, uh, civil society organizations have been bridging that gap between, uh, you know, uh, 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 people, particularly in underserved communities, um, in accessing justice, in navigating um, our formal justice system. But I think it's important for us to realize that these uh, players that are working at a community level who have an, an advantage, if, would, if, if we can call it that, uh, in that they, uh, you know, particularly community-based paralegals, as you've mentioned, community-based paralegals are individuals that have, re- that have received training to provide, um, you know, uh, uh, relevant information, and they are an important entry point into the justice system for many communities who, by the way, have very low uh, legal literacy level, so they don't understand the different laws, they don't understand what their constitutional rights are. Yeah. And it's very different from when someone who's, uh, 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 di- who's distant to, to their lived experiences provides that information. Mm. But when community-based paralegals provide that information, provide those services, because they are based in those communities, uh, they are trusted by those communities, you know, they, they understand the dynamics. They speak the same language because if you come and use English legal language in a community, we, there's an element of trust already there. So, um, you know, we, we need to embrace those alternative justice, um, if we can call them alternative justice uh, systems that communities trust because it's not every element of justice that is uh, uh, cr- related to crime. There's a lot of non-criminal 
uh, grievances that people have. And we have, uh, you know, uh, community-based paralegals that are able to provide that support. We have uh, traditional uh, leaders and traditional courts that are providing that kind of mediation services. But we just need to have communities uh, and, and, and those service providers and organizations empowered with the right information, yeah. um, you know, so that uh, we really achieve the just society that our constitution uh, um, uh, uh, ideals. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Chiedza. Like I said, this is one of those conversations that deserves a lot more time. Um, and hopefully we can catch up with you again, because I think that there's so many people that are in need of this kind of resource um, and just, you know, direction as well. So we do want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you again very soon. Thank you so much, Leanne. It is an absolute pleasure. We were talking about discrimination against women with disabilities. Chiedza Chaguta joins us from Hlanganisa Community Fund for Social and Gender Justice. Feel it for more, for more. Tune in to goodhopfm.co.za. It's all you need.